Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio, as always, the geyser of greatness, Randy Exton. Let's explode. Just got back from uh, Infusionsoft Keep about 10 minutes ago, and I'm uh, kind of pumped. Dude, I'm stoked. I mean, of a lot of the things that we've done lately, uh, that was exciting. Some of the great things that I have coming on board, guys, just so you know, is going to change the game. In fact, by the time this podcast comes out, it might be out. If you're interested in learning about automations for your gym and you want to get an all-in-one solution, we're talking email automation, logic tagging, SMS broadcasting, which is text message. Yeah, buddy. Calendar, calendar appointments. appointments. It kind of takes wipes out Scipio and Calendly in email all in one. Mm-hmm. And we have pricing like at a hundred bucks. Yeah, a month. yeah, Not and either. that's that's the beauty of it is with the new keep side of things. Yeah, they've changed the game. Yeah, so we're excited. So there's some really really cool stuff. We were just down there working with those engineers and. You know, I think we have a great solution for people. So if you haven't been in the Marketing Talk <laughs> with Fitness Professionals Facebook group, that's our Facebook group. Go ahead and join that. Let us know that you, you heard about us on the podcast and we'll let you right in that group. As long as you're a gym owner, fitness professional, that's for you. Yeah. And the conversation will continue there. Yeah. Obviously, as we continue to see and learn more of the new features and stuff like that, we'll roll out yep. you know, yep. our, our information into the group and let all you guys know. Definitely. And the event's about three weeks away. So excited. FitPro Fit Growth Summit, winninggym.com slash Scottsdale. There's about six tickets left. We just toured the room, right? Yeah. We checked out the room and it's like, and uh, we can't really fit anybody else in there. We're going to sell this out. It's our first one. I'm actually, I'm grateful and, and yeah. proud of that, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And not only that, but it's a elite group of people that are coming. It's not the general masses. This is not going to be a, one of the large fitness summits where we're not it doing classroom be, yeah. stuff. We're not doing exercises and things like that. This is this is purely around growing your fitness business. Yep. And there's several good ones coming out I'm seeing for business mm-hmm. and they're great, but I could tell you they're not talking to this individual person. Correct. This level of... And so that's really what this podcast is about today. It's about business. This is one thing that gym owners get into this game and they open a brick and mortar and they don't have a whole... Some, some don't, don't have a whole lot of business acumen. And that shows its ugly head when things start getting tough. It's not one of these things that you open it and they will come kind of thing. Yeah, don't we all wish. And the unfortunate thing is it's a necessary evil, but most trainer-brained gym owners are going out and they're going to seminars and they're going to learn and they're getting certifications, but it's in the technical side of the fitness business, which is Mm -hmm. the kettlebell certifications and the battle rope certifications and stretch therapy and things like that. And it's never business. Well, and that's the thing, like the fitness side of the business, like like you're talking about mm-hmm. the technical training side, it's a requirement. When you have those certifications, continued education is it's built into the requirements to, to stay certified and to be yeah. at that level. Business doesn't have that. Anybody can start a business and walk in. It doesn't make it, that yeah. doesn't make you great. It doesn't give you 
a resume or, or the knowledge to build upon. And right. we're big proponents for continued education in pretty much every pillar. But the business side is something that I think we see in, in the industry come somewhat come second hand or some even neglect or don't know where to go. They don't know where to go. They don't know what they don't know. That's, yeah, that's the thing. And, you know, if you think of other industries, let's just say, think about the HVAC company. Most of the time, the HVAC company is a company that's run by a business, and then the technicians are out running around servicing. Correct. Those technicians are getting trained on the technical stuff, and the business is operating. Unfortunately, with the gym, small business, we're talking about the gym owner is the trainer. Mm-hmm. And you know, how much time do you have? Like, would you rather work with your clients and better or understand your P&Ls better? Correct. Yeah. And that's a lot of times the P&L stuff and the, the business side kind of falls onto the wayside, the wayside and sure. we're worried about making sure we're not injuring people. And this is great, getting them better results. And that's great. But, you know, a lot of times the risk you have is you're going to lose the business because of it. Mm-hmm. And so let's give people some things to think about. Sure. Yeah. And we talk about this a lot too. And you have to have, you guys wear so many hats as business owners mm. and to be able to select which one of those responsibilities you want in your plate versus either delegate or have a team member that's in charge of things like that. So first and foremost, that's a requirement in order to really be able to utilize and be effective as a business owner. And it's part of our process. You know, the things that we help gym owners do is step through those quadrants of ownership. Mm. And so guys, if you are in one of those self-employed or looking to be in your business and not have a full-time job outside, these are things that are going to be able to help you step more into that role yep. as opposed to wearing 500 hats and not knowing how to manage everything. Yeah. And when we were talking about this topic last week, when we were talking about our topics coming up, I, I really looked at Pulse and I was pretty clear to me, we've got three things going on here. Okay. We have the training team, which is the technical mm-hmm. trainer. And those are the guys and girls going off to the perform better and doing the lectures and stuff and understanding the technical fitness side of the business. They're responsible for the client result. Correct. Okay. And then you got all, then all the way to the other side, you got me, there's the business owner and you got me that I don't go learning about foam rolling and any yep. of that stuff. Not I'm, anymore. I'm not. Long time I'm, ago. Yep. Long time <laughs> ago. I'm, I'm completely removed from yep. that, but I'm having conversations with the CPA and tax strategist and mm-hmm. I'm talking to, you know, business owners on that level. Then in the middle, you got Zach, our fitness director it has a great combination of both. He understands the P&Ls. He, he goes through our numbers and he also trains clients and runs the training team. So he's the middleman that kind of spans it. To so break, it's actually gap kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not intentionally, but that's how it's come out. Yeah, that's a good point. And to speak to that, back to the responsibilities of the individual and staying in their lane and understanding yep. their role, right? Your job is to keep the lights on, you know, provide the opportunity for them to train and execute and things yep. like that. Zach is, like you said, in the middle of it, yep. trying to figure out what's best for both worlds. And, and he does a great job, yeah. Phenomenal. We talked about, and we had him on the podcast and the things he was able to provide and break down and look at and understand the needs of the business while delivering a result. And I think there's, you know, I guess in in this position or in this business, it's kind of a give and take. You know, they work together synergistically. But at the end of the day, you could absolutely skyrocket prices at the expense of the results on the training floor. You know what what I mean? mean? Well, like, I mean, in the needs of the business, if you were just solely driven on profits, you could cut corners and the training floor would suffer. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So there has to be that that middle understanding. Both sides need to get some representation because of the they're both equally as important. Mm -hmm. So first thing as gym owners you need to do is go pull your P&Ls. If you don't have your P&Ls, and we use QuickBooks, there's other ones. I don't know of any. I mean, I don't use any other ones. So, So QuickBooks, 
takes your data and you should have a bookkeeper. Hopefully mm-hmm. you're not doing this yourself and you can outsource bookkeeping work to accounting services and things like that. You got to have a clear picture. And the unfortunate thing about P&Ls and bookkeeping, it's always a snapshot of what just happened. Mm-hmm. It's not a projection of to the future. So you need to be on top of what's happening in the past. And then every single month, you need to make sure that you're, you've got things that can drive the needle, the KPIs in the future. And so what are those things? So when you start seeing trends in your business, mm-hmm. in Arizona, if anybody's in Arizona, in, a, in this area, you know that your our summers we lose yeah big Six, big you know, transient like th- thirty well they're not it's not transient it's people are wealthy it's one hundred and fifteen degrees they're leaving town <laughs> yeah so even if they don't own a home in California they're spending time visiting and traveling and they're not here and so you see this trend every summer for ten years now that we our lowest months May June July and August and then it starts creeping back up September October November all the way again through April. Mm-hmm. You need to see trends. You need to see, okay, what can I do in these months that I can reduce expenses? Where can I generate some revenue that's not current client revenue and and plan? And that's how we've been able to survive for 10 summers. Yeah, we've I've had that conversation with clients and mm-hmm. other businesses where, or other personal training gyms as we're looking at their numbers and yes. things like that. And, you know, let's say you're a year or two into business in, in somewhere like here and you don't know that that is the, the standard, the norm. You know, that could end a business six months after opening the doors. Being able to budget. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we see it here in town. And the hardest part about Arizona, right? Traditionally, your expenses are skyrocketing right now at the summer months. The electrical electrical bills go through the roof. Air conditioning never shuts off. Like those are are hard bills that you can't skate. Yeah. You know, you can't just shut that off. People need to, like, we couldn't train... And 115 degrees outside, you know, oh. it's miserable. So, so there's there's a lot of things that I learned early on when I was opening the business that I continue to do today. Yeah. That I don't know if anybody else does this. I actually did a Facebook Live maybe a couple months about ago about this, and basically I was like, okay, I know my summer months are going to be slow. I don't mm-hmm. want these increased expenses and lower revenue in these months. Okay, what else can I do to even out cash flow throughout the year? So, the very first thing I did was I called the electric company and you can, if you've been in business a year, you can then equalize your payments over the year. They take a snapshot of your last year and instead of having this high and low, if you qualify, whatever, if you've got good credit or whatever they, they look at, I can make my payment the same yeah, every single it. month. Mm-hmm. So I've done that. So that was the very first thing. Here's the other thing I've done. I guarantee, I don't know if anybody does this. I don't like writing big checks to the landlord. I don't mm-hmm. like writing that 14, 15, 16, $20,000 check. So what I did was I took our contract. If you own a business, if you own your building, this wouldn't be applicable. But if you're leasing your space from a landlord like we are, we took our entire contract of the term and we said, okay, over this entire seven years, what am I going to pay in total? Then I took seven years and multiplied that by 52 weeks. Mm -hmm. And I took my total number of weekly payments and I divided that into the total obligation and from the first week that we moved in until today, we've paid the same every single week, even though there's 3% increases over time and there's all these increases, we calculated that out, or I, or I did, Sure. And, and I have never changed my rent payment because it's the same. Granted, in the beginning, I'm paying way more, way more than sure. I would, no, well, more than I would be, you know, would have had, had to. Had to, yeah. But I'm always ahead. I'm always ahead of a credit, and I always have 
this equal payment. So I know my cash flow is fixed and I had this fixed expense that I just had to make more than that. Smart. And for me, I do it today. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I just keep paying it. And so even though we moved into the new space, I did the same thing with the new landlord. I just told her, this is how I'm doing it. So <laughs> either take my money or I'm not moving in. And she was like, cool. It comes back to budgeting, right? It's really difficult, like taxes in general, right? Mm -hmm. When tax season comes up and everyone's like, oh shit, you know, I got to cut that check. Yeah. Where's that money going to come from? It doesn't exist yet or something like that. Like that is a, that's stress. It's a burden. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to manage and budget for. But if you have that nice, even keel like it's something that you just work into normal day-to-day -day business yep. and it just it almost feels like it eliminates that stress factor I yeah think. and you're not going to hear about that at the perform better summit yeah sure. it's just not part of the deal not knocking that no. that's a great place to be but that's just a different conversation right they're not talking about this stuff mm -hmm. so one of our guests at the event at the fit pro growth summit is shauna i'm giving you guys my secret weapon <laughs> not that it's going to affect me that you guys know who she is but she uh in fact i just got off the phone with her mm -hmm. uh she's going to do something really cool at that event uh anyways she's a tax strategist and out of six hundred and sixty thousand cpas in the united states she's in the top one percent yeah um, there's only one percent of the cpas that are a certified tax strategist certified tax coach i think is is one, of, her, one yeah. of her titles and yeah it's, i want to say under because we've done some work with her and stuff. Mm -hmm. And as I'm looking at the, the build outs and things like that, that we include, I think she might be one of 200 yeah, in it, the U.S. She's a brain. And she's like, if you met Shauna, she's the exact person you want working yeah. on your taxes. <laughs> when you hear her talk about taxes, she you know. She's so <laughs> excited about taxes. And oh, like, my God. Did you guys hear about the changes Trump just did? What? No. How's no. it going to affect my business? Well, let me tell you. And she, she's <laughs> on top of it. And so having her on the team, she's on the business team for, for the gym and for ProFit. It, it's been a blessing. She's saved well over six figures in what that I would have paid to Uncle Sam, we get to keep. Yeah, and that's the big thing. Exactly. So like when you're budgeting a software, when you're looking at expenses of the business, bringing in somebody to do something like that could be an expense. But mm -hmm. look at the return. That money is going to go out to the tax. You're not going to get it back from Uncle Sam. When he takes that, like that's Gone. that's his. He's going to take it no matter what. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. Find those situations. Like that's the benefit of having somebody like that who knows knows the laws, knows yep. the, the, the laws. The, their laws. There's incentives for you to take advantage of so that you're not just giving away money. And at the end of the day, the more she can save you, yep. then obviously 
there is no true burden to her to what you're paying her. Right. She's saving you money in the long run. So if she saves me sixty grand and charges me fifteen grand to do it, sure. Yeah. It's either I pay her fifteen or Uncle Sam sixty. What am I gonna do? Yep. So having her there speaking, she's gonna give I think her her topic is ten tips to save ten thousand dollars this year on your business. Beautiful. She's giving away that that's her speech or whatever, her her lecture. Again, things that you're not gonna hear at another fitness summit just because mm-hmm. we're trying to bring the best business in business into into the space. We want to level up. Our our goal and our mission is to help gym owners win. This is part of it. Yeah. Keep the doors open longer. And so another place that you looked at for education, the online Harvard Business School. So yeah. you learned that from Rick, right? I did. Yeah. It was a conversation that is going back probably now a few years. We've discussed that. Rick mentioned that he's taking some courses and classes through mm-hmm. there. And I was I was really surprised as an entrepreneur looking at the different things that are available to understand specific areas of business better. I think they have a total, it was like six or eight different areas of business that you could kind of specialize in. Mm -hmm. And they do different certificates, one of which you can actually get credit for, for college college credit if you wanted, but a certificate from Harvard Business School online, an area specific to the business. I mean, they have one dedicated to entrepreneurial adventures, like raising capital, how to recognize a potential area that you might want to step into. They've got stuff on finances, they've got you know specifics mm-hmm. of the business, but in relatively affordable. Harvard, everyone's like, oh, super elite prestige. Uh, the classes are like 1500 bucks. Okay. So, so as a business owner, if you're looking to I elevate, look at that. Yeah. yeah, definitely an area you can step into. And the unfortunate thing is that's probably not anybody is going to go jump and do that. Unless you're you're at a point in your business you're ready to to really take control over it, yeah, mm-hmm. you might you might do it or you should do it, but that's you know rather take a kettlebell yeah. or something. It's, I think it's just the trend, right? Like you I don't know, know, it's, it's not the trend; it's just what they're used to. I think, and it's not sexy, no, you know. Like it's not at it, all. when when you go into a little perform better. We just use that because that's a, an event we both you know we've been doing. Yep, the, um, we love being at places like that too. But you know, stepping in and doing the workouts with, with being led by an elite. Things like that are fun. They're energetic. Yeah. They're, there's everybody there is having a great time. It's not an online course that you're doing, you know, from your house, a couple hours a night at, in the evenings after work kind of thing. You know, it's just a different appeal. But let's say you are looking at your P and Ls and you don't understand the information that's in front of you. That these are the resources that you have that will change that for you. Yep. And I'm going to do another podcast on what the trends are in the industry. I've got some ideas on the top of my head just from past, but I'm waiting for a report to come out and then. We'll talk about what the norm is. What's your net profit? What's a percentage of, of a healthy net profit for your business? What should, this nailed me actually, what percentage of your pay should be, there's like some ratio that Shauna uses and says, hey, if you're making this much profit, you should be paying yourself this much. If you oh, go yeah, we, over that, it could be flagged. If you go under that, it could be flagged. We had so, the conversation in this room. Yeah. We were talking about that, trying to figure like, it out a while ago. So, yeah. So she taught me that, but that's just stuff, right? And, and when you hire like a CPA like Shauna or, or any CPA, if the IRS audits you, it's their license. They have to defend it, right? They're the ones that are on the line doing the work they, for they it. Yeah. They signed it. So anyways, that's your numbers. That's the, I'll give you a little tip on cash flow and understanding your trends in your, in your market and trying to pay like your equalizer bill and whatever. For us, it's APS, but SRP or whatever the acronym in your town is Edison. Is it, it ComEd? ComEd's a big one. Edison I still in California. Get, still get calls from Illinois trying to, I'm like, I've never had that service. Yeah. So. And another thing you can do is you can go to your landlord and, and 
try to renegotiate. Negotiate. Yeah. We've had business owners that were struggling to pay their bills and keep the, make payments on their literally their physical location, and we've suggested that have a conversation with your maybe you can delay payments and things like that. Because or maybe the, you could just renegotiate. Like, mm-hmm. hey, here's the deal. The landlord would much rather have you in place than lose you and then try to rebuild out and try to find another tenant in six, eight months. Yeah. How long does that sit vacant and they paying 100% of the bills? Mm-hmm. Those are, that's a conversation worth having. Yep. We're getting close to the end of ours, probably in a couple of years, we're probably going to be looking at buying a building. Mm-hmm. It just makes more sense. I can't, it kind of stings the amount of money I've paid in lease. Could have bought a couple of buildings by now, <laughs> you know? Sure. So if you're at that point in your business, time to buy a building. I think that's the fastest way to wealth. Think about that. You're paying, instead of paying the landlord, you're paying the mortgage, and now you're building equity. It's no different from a personal standpoint, right? People that want to buy into real estate, yep. there's a reason. Yes. You're not, you're not paying versus somebody rent. else's mortgage yeah. versus your own. Because you have that asset of the building, yep. right? And that's always, you know, again, one of those strategies you'd want to talk to the, the CPA or the tax strategist about. But And then finding business coaches. We do. I do business coaching. I coach entrepreneurs, gym owners on how to run a better business. Cause there's a lot of phases to that. There's, we have our four systems. Yep. We have our four systems. We teach on that. We're going to probably open that up to do a little bit more of like the P and L work. And maybe if I get Sean on board and cause again, she's the nerdy, like super smart tax person. So yeah. let's let her do it. So anyways, if you need help, the help exists. Instead of look at your business, you know, where am I struggling? Is it in the business side? Well, maybe stop focusing on so much of the fitness stuff and maybe start looking at business or put somebody in place that can do the fitness so you can focus so you more. Can. And that's just part of it. There's just part of growth. There's another aspect to that too. And it's, it's when you have the opportunity, let's say you have some cash flow and you're thinking about how you can invest to increase either results or the success of your business. We know that the next, the latest and greatest piece of equipment is not going to be the tipping point for your business. Mm-hmm. It's not going to take you from getting by to, oh my God, people are pouring in. Because of this piece of equipment? Because of the one, yeah, that new hip thrust or, or treadmill or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that some of those aren't, it's a requirement for business and, and to some degree, mm-hmm. but that's not where you should put you know, all of the eggs. It's not like a, that's not a true investment where you can expect a, a direct return on yeah. And certifications too. Like remember Agreed. what Jason Phillips talked about? He's like, I don't know if anybody's ever asked me what certification yeah. I've ever had. Yeah. And I, I don't know here either. I mean, maybe one, like what, what, you know, maybe cause they're in the industry and they're like, Hey, well, what certification? And we're just curious. Sure. It wasn't a requirement of doing business at that place. And it wasn't the reason they came in. Yeah. They heard that there's this CSCS yeah, coach at this business, they're not coming in for that. So think about that. The long list of abbreviations at the back of, you know, it's not like you're walking into a doctor's office making sure that, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. He's opened me up for surgery or something. Mm-hmm. It's just a different business. Think about that for a second, guys. The, certi- the letters behind your certification and your name are probably just for you. How many, like just the same thing. How many people have ever walked into your business and asked you, what certifications you and your staff have. If that's something that everybody's doing, then you know maybe that's where you're spending the money. But like you said, I, I don't, don't think I don't, I don't think it's th- happening. I don't think it's happening. I know it's not happening. Not happening here for so sure. What, what's gonna drive the needle? It's not that certification. I mean, maybe it's for you to be more comfortable with the way you coach. Correct. That's, so that's, that's okay, but it's not gonna generate more revenue. Mm-hmm. And in the game that we're in, which is business, you gotta generate more revenue to stay afloat. So generate more, do the things that that generate more revenue first, right? Income producing activities. (laughs) 
fun stuff. Okay, last thing we're going to talk about here is the customer lifetime value. Don't know this number. Really, what it is in a nutshell is what's your customer worth to your business? Correct. I use the analogy of bar of gold, all of my presentations. If you're going to go see me in Chicago, we're going to be at the club industry. I'll be presenting there. Guys, if you're going to club industry in Chicago, I think it's October 10th, mm, 10th and 11th. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, bulletproof marketing for fitness professionals is my topic. And I'm bringing in some knowledge bombs for you guys. So if you're in that, at that conference, go ahead and you know come on in. I want to, I want to meet you, but uh, bar of gold. Everybody knows a bar bar of gold is worth money. So if somebody were to come up to you and say, hey, this bar of gold is certified worth $5,000. Will you buy it for a thousand bucks? Typically the answer is always <laughs> yes. Yeah, and your clients are no different. So if your client lifetime value of your client is worth $5,000, what are you willing to spend to acquire that? What are you willing to spend in marketing, in acquisition costs to acquire that client into your business? Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week Profit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. And a lot of people, one, don't know what their client lifetime value is. So if you don't know what the client lifetime value is, use this formula. This is the simplest of all the formulas. On average, take all of your clients, okay? Uh, Let's just take it. I mean, let's just take it last month. You take all of your dues last month, divided by the amount of clients you have. On average, your clients pay you X. Maybe it's 200 bucks. So you have some people paying you 100, some paying 300, and everywhere in between, you total that number up and you divide it by the amount of clients that you build over that period. Uh, and you would do this for all periods, but it just, just for example, last month. Okay, on average, my clients are paying me $200 a month, mm-hmm. you know, and I've got... 200 clients. So that's 40 grand. Okay. So then the next piece of the equation is how long do the clients stay with you? And you need kind of um, historical data. Mm-hmm. Some clients are going to stay with you for 10 years. Some are going to stay for you with you for a week. Mm-hmm. You need a rolling trend and your, your software should be able to do this. ABC, ASF, my body's implanter. There's, there's, there's reports in each one that you can pull this data, but Let's just say on average, your clients are staying with you a term of 18 months. Mm -hmm. So $200 times 18 months, and then they leave. And then that client's worth Mm $3,600. I hope we did our math right this time. (laughs) $3,600. Okay, now you know your client lifetime value. I know for every client I sign up, on average, they're going to be worth $3,600. Some are going to be worth a lot more. Some are going to be worth a lot less. But the whole point is your average client. You have to play the law of averages. Yeah, the averages. So $3,600, what are you willing to spend on that? And and our rule of thumb is you should be gaining a profit around month three or four. So you should be willing to spend up to three months of dues, so $600 to $800 to acquire a client. The cost of acquisition is not just your marketing spend. It's any incentives or perks or swag that you throw into the deal. Sure. 
It's also any, if you're paying a marketing agency, if you're paying commissions to a salesperson that rolls all into the cost of acquisition, around 600 bucks is healthy. And you could dive deep if you know your numbers and you can go even deeper if you, this, the cost of the overhead to keep the place going, the servicing of the client through a trial, all of these things are expenses that are baked into that. There's that's not that's not on the cost of acquisition, but oh, I got you. Yeah, cost yeah. of acquisition, yeah, that would go into your overall profit. Yes, yeah. So profit is simply your revenue minus your. Expenses. I was equating it to like a, a trial. Gotcha. Okay, so so yeah, so if you know your client lifetime value, that marketing becomes easy. Mm-hmm. I know thirty six hundred dollars for everybody that signs on this dotted line over time. The average is going to be thirty six hundred bucks. Cool. I'll spend a thousand bucks, five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. What you think is? I mean, obviously, you want to get them as cheap as possible. If you can get them for free, like a referral, cool. Great. That's why referrals are awesome. But let's, not a, that's not, not a, a strategy. That's yeah. not a sustainable strategy for It's growth. not predictable. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you can put referral programs in place. In fact, we talked about referral programs that, that we've done here. The best thing we've ever done for referrals, guys, is our rewards program, bar none. And it's it's happening this month. Uh, there's signage in the gym right now. Yeah. They're We're doing the, an incentive for, for the month for referrals. Yeah, we're doing uh, double points. Mm-hmm. Double points, up to like 1,500 points. I yeah. just thought, like, I literally just caught this subconsciously as I was walking through the gym. Yeah, and so everybody knows our rewards point uh, program, and it's our levels, and we use Perkville, so everything's kind of nice and clean. Long story short is uh, every referral is worth 500 points, but in September, which is, uh, you know, where we're at right now, it's double points on the second referral, and we're already getting names and numbers, and people are coming in. So That's awesome. For what? For points. For level, yeah. for status in the gym, is if you don't have a rewards program, I'm going to be really blunt. This is the best client retention behavioral modification strategy that we've ever run in this gym, ever. If you're a GPS user of ours, do it. You have access to it. Use it right now. If you're not a GPS user, that's a strategy. It's one of there. one of 52 strategies, not one strategy, one of 52 different yeah. strategies for making money in the fitness industry. Yeah. In our GPS. Yep. So our GPS is ProfitGPS.net. If you want to head over there, when you buy the GPS for 497 bucks, you're going to have access to that rewards program. And I go deep dive on on what it is, how to create points, how to create, you know, alter behaviors Mm -hmm. of what your clients are doing in the gym. And everybody that's on that board is still a member of the, on that board. We've had client cancellations just like every gym, but nobody on that board's canceled. We've never taken a name off of the board because they left the gym. Yeah, which speaks volumes. That tells me everything. Everything you need to know about it. It's working. So the reason we put it into the place is we want client retention. Mm -hmm. We need to give people a reason for them to stay and enjoy and earn and have something to shoot for, not just weight loss or fat loss. It was status. Status is what drives our clients. We found this out because when we did giveaways for iPads and iPhones and Apple Watches and Fitbits and TVs, we got nothing. Or one person would go and get it and they would win. So those were our referral strategies. So we said to ourselves after reading the book Drive, which is tells you more about how what the, the psychology around what drives people, it was status. Status that had to be earned and not bought. And that's that's what we created with this levels program. And it's it's done its job. It's still doing its job. And so if you're not doing a rewards program and you don't know how to do a rewards program 
I'll, maybe we'll do a whole podcast on the damn rewards program. No, we, we probably should just because it's that solid of, yeah. of okay. an idea. We'll but do the one. psychology matters. I mean, that's everything behind it. Well, we had to find that out. Mm-hmm. After failed attempt of referral program, after failed attempt, it, we decided like they, our clients don't, they can go buy that TV. They don't, they can't buy the platinum level on the, on the board. They can't you, buy. You can't just cheat your way up. Yeah. You can't no. just buy in for it. Yeah. You have to earn it. Jim, Jim Rohn said it best years ago. People will work for a paycheck, and, mm-hmm. but they will die for recognition. There it is. And it's the truth. Like we see, we see it all over. It's, you know what I mean? It's just, it's people want that elite. There's a reason that there's a velvet rope around the VIP mm-hmm. and everybody wants to be on the other side of it. It's, it's, they're breathing the same air. It's the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're four feet from you drinking $300 bottle of the same thing that's in your cup. It's no different except status. Status. Yeah. So it's psychology. And it took us a while to learn that. But guess what? You listen to the podcast, you get that for free. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> but do it. So ProfitGPS.net is where you find that rewards program. If you have more questions, just hit us up. You know, we got the event. A couple weeks away. Oh, it's going to be good. That rim's going to be jammed. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got to go. Uh, we got to get some more food. <laughs> but that's all good, guys. So guys, business is as important as that training sort of kettlebell certification, the battle rope certification, think the other way. Think about where you're, you really, what's going to drive the needle in your business and go focus on that stuff. And if that's like, if you're truly passionate and we've had this conversation around the psychology of the sale and things like that, if you're the type that wants to just do it because you want to help, right? You would be a personal trainer for free if that was an option. Mm -hmm. The more money and wealth that you can generate, the larger the facility, the more people, the more lives you can touch. Ultimately that it's, it's a different way of servicing more people by successfully building that business. But ultimately you got into business to change lives on a client experience level. You're doing it in a different way. You're doing it in a grander scale and allowing yourself to touch more lives. Do it, do it right. Okay guys, until next time, keep changing lives. We'll see you, bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you have any questions that you'd like us to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? All you got to do is three simple things. Number one, head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and review. Number two, in that review, go ahead and leave us a question on anything you want us to answer. And number three, if you'd like us to give you a shout out, just go ahead and leave your handle right there in the review and we'll make sure to do that on the next episode. That's all. All you got to do then is then listen to hear your questions answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great. Bye.